Welcome to the Lighthouse podcast series by Alvarez and Marcel Asia's Disputes and Investigations team. In this series, we discuss some of the challenges we see our clients face, how they impact businesses, and what can be done to overcome them. Hello, my name is Henry Chambers, and I'm a Senior Director with ANM here in Hong Kong. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Jackie Lowe and Irene Sue. Jackie and Irene are Senior Directors in Alvarez and Marcel's Disputes and Investigation Practice, bringing a combined experience of over 30 years. Today, they're going to share their thoughts and experience on how activist short sale reports can impact companies, recent, recent examples of such campaigns, and how a response can be provided in the event that your company is the subject of such a report. Jackie, Irene, before we get into it, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourselves? Thanks, Henry. Thanks for having me here today. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Jackie Lowe. Um, I have been with A&M for uh, a bit over a year now, and I'm based in Hong Kong. And my areas of focus include investigation into accounting um, anomalies and employee conduct issues. I advise clients in circumstances such as regulatory inquiries, whistleblowing complaints, and various types of internal investigations. Over to Irene. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks, Henry. Hi, my name is Irene Sue. I'm a Senior Director um, at Alvarez and Marcel based in Hong Kong. I'm a forensic accountant with over 20 years experience and my main focus are in fraud investigation and expert witness engagements. Um, I have been involved in a number of cases dealing with short seller reports in the past, acting for either the companies where uh, I would be assisting in collecting the facts and data relating to the allegation raised so that the company can make its own assessment on the merits of the allegations and to determine how best to respond. I've also assisted independent board members to conduct an independent investigation into the issues identified by the short sellers, as well as assisting auditors to support them to assess the investigation undertaken by the company or its independent board around the allegations raised by the short sellers. Great. Well, thank you both for coming uh, to speak to us today um, about this topic. I think it's a really interesting topic. Um, so, Jackie, but before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about what exactly a short seller report is? Sure. Um, so, in general, a short seller is um, a research firm that could be financially backed by uh, private equity firms or private investors. So, once a short seller identified a uh, publicly trading company as target, it builds on a short position and realizes a profit when the share price is driven down. And usually, uh, the short seller releases his uh, thesis to the market, could be by a number of ways, such as uh, social media platforms, uh, mainstream media, investor forums, user subscription um, services, and so as to accelerate the driving down of the target's um, share price. Now, assuming that the short thesis is seemingly credible, the share price could be impacted adversely in just a matter of hours and minutes. And this is all thanks to the proliferation of the digital world. Um, in terms of the different types of short thesis, it could generally be um, categorized into valuation-based and accounting-based. Uh, as the name suggests, uh, valuation-based promotes the idea that the share price is currently overvalued and needs correction. And usually around, um, the, the, the matter is usually around business prospects or uh, industry structural flaws. On the other hand, accounting short attacks 
often involves um, management integrity issues and misrepresentation of financial statements. And broadly speaking, the effects of accounting short attacks are much longer lived than the valuation-based attacks. So I think that's a really, really helpful background um, to exactly what a, what a short seller report is. So, I mean, Irene, what kind of examples have we seen of this in Asia in recent years? We've seen actually a number of short seller attacks on companies listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange or Asian-based companies that are listed on foreign exchanges, such as the U.S. Um, this is not unexpected because that um, Hong Kong Stock Exchange is one of the largest exchange in terms of market cap and number of IPOs, as well as more Asian companies are taking their listing abroad. The allegation usually made by short sellers um, are around either um, inflation of sales or revenue. Um, they will question the business model that it doesn't make sense and um, it is opaque or that it is complex. Um, often they will point to transactions where there seems to be an over-reliance on intermediary intermediary succeed, uh, counterparts, um, as well as there are, where there are significant number of related party transactions within a company. Essentially, they're trying to say that the company is not worth as much as it claims to be. As a result of the short seller reports, often and immediately we would see a negative impact on the company's share price. Um, for an example, there was a dairy company based in China a couple of years ago where following the release of the short seller report, the share price plunged by over 80% in less than two hours, which actually means wiping out over US $4 billion in market caps within just two hours. Um, sometimes companies immediately would need to suspend trading of their shares. We've also seen as a result of short seller reports, uh, senior management, such as um, the CEO, having to step down from the company. And often companies would might end up being delisted or wound up. Um, we also noted that certain types of companies seem to be more prone to short seller reports. Um, some of the characteristics would be where companies seem to be overvalued, where companies adopt non-traditional accounting standards, or where the accounting um, treatment seems to be irregular or complicated. Um, companies who are in industry or businesses that are new or which I would say is the current hype seems to be more prone to short seller reports. Um, for example, recently would be relating to companies in the biotech industry, um, e-commerce, cryptocurrencies. This inevitably attracts another attention of short sellers. Business that operates in regions that tends to have a general perception to have weaker uh, internal control practices or um, corporate governance standards also is also seems to attract the attention of short sellers. Companies that are tightly controlled by a very small group of people often where powers are rest in one or very few senior management and without check of a strong independent board is another target um, which the short seller tends to go after. Another observation that we've made is that some of these problematic companies, I can call them, they seem to have the same directors or engage the same advisors. So these are something companies can look out for. So I'm just going to jump in um, quickly to um, share a few thoughts on 
our short sellers usually pick out their targets. And there are tens of thousands of companies uh, listed worldwide. Presumably, the short analysts have a system in place to check primarily financial data reported by these listed companies. And these data then go through a quantitative screening process to funnel down market outliers. Um, for example, companies that demonstrate the various red flags uh, Irene just mentioned, as well as those um, significant outperforms their peers and even the macro economies. Now, once the outlier is identified, the short analysts then perform deeper analysis to understand the business model of the target. This could be done by obtaining um, the company's investor conference presentation and transcripts, which will then be used to analyze um, if there is a rational explanation to justify the uh, anomalies. If there's a likely case there, the short seller will then um, deep dive to look for um, independent data that are available to the public, um, such as government data, um, statutory filings, market statistics, and even conducting interviews and covert visits. Um, they then co corroborate those data with the company's financial records and try to look for inconsistencies. Now, all these evidence would be presented in the final short report um, to convince the public investors that the company is not worth what it's been trading. I mean, it sounds like from some of these examples and your thoughts, uh, these are pretty major issues potentially for, for companies. Um, in the event that they're the subject of such report, how should a company respond? Um, first of all, I think the company should consider to hold trading, um, to buy time and formulate a response plan. And even with the trading hold, um, the company has very little time to respond to the allegations before the public investors um, lose confidence or, at worst, um, attracting regulatory and other stakeholders' attention. I think the key here is that the company is not only um, looking at short-term responses, to restore the uh, share price volatility. They are looking at um, also probably a long-term consequential impact to, to the company. Um, so the company needs to make a robust response to the public, um, and these should be led by people who are charged with um, governance in the company to make sure that the clarifications um, to be made is going to be convincing, objective, and accurate supported by sufficient evidence. Now, it could be very costly for the company to unwind the damage if the clarifications um, turn out to be misleading or untrue. Um, so it is absolutely critical for the company to preserve evidence um, during the early stage as soon as possible um, so that they could um, analyze those data and come up with a proper conclusion before uh, making some bold announcement. Um, so in the future, uh, there could be regulators knocking on the door, and the company would need to be prepared to answer to those inquiries, um, such as what, have, what precisely what steps have they taken to come to that conclusion, and um, those evidence collected on the way could be uh, requested by the regulators. So they, they need to be um, get prepared. Um, I totally agree with what Jackie's just said. Um, in terms of dealing with the regulators, um, can I just add also that it is quite important for the company to document the steps that it has taken since the release of the short seller reports. Um, write down, you know, document down what the companies have done. People that they've spoken with 
how and what data has been preserved, how they have derived a plan in looking into the allegations and the plan around the investigation. I think this is particularly important as the regulator may ask for information around these um, subsequently. Also, as Jackie has emphasized, um, data preservation is very important. By taking the step in preserving the necessary information, I do believe that it helps the company in a way to show to the stakeholders, to the investors, to the public that it has nothing to hide and is committed in finding out the facts around um, the allegations. Thank you both. Um, just before we finish then, do you have any final uh, snippets of information you can leave with our listeners uh, and bits of advice you can give companies uh, and their offices? For me, I would say that be prepared and act quickly. Um, there's only a very short space of time, as Jackie has mentioned earlier, for the company to respond before the, any potential damage are done to the company. So the company needs to be prepared so that you can act quickly. The company should have a plan of, on what it needs to do in the event that it is faced with a short seller report, as discussed. That plan should see that the company quickly acknowledges that, that it is um, aware of the adverse news and the allegations, and to show that the company has acted quickly in formulating a plan in ascertaining the facts around the matters, including the need to preserve the necessary information and data. This will help the company to show, again, as I said before, nothing to hide and is committed in bottling out the issues. This should help to restore investors' confidence, in my view. Yeah, my advice would be adequacy. Um, so the company needs to have a uh, adequate scope to address the matters properly. Um, the results, the planning, um, all the evidence collected on the way will be closely examined by um, stakeholders, such as auditors and regulators. They need to have um, to prepare to answer any challenging question coming from them. Jackie, Irene, thank you very much for taking the time today to explore the issues surrounding short seller reports. And thank you all for listening to the first issue of The Lighthouse, A&M Disputes Investigation Asia's regular podcast updates on real challenges that we see our clients face. For more information from Alvarez and Marcel, and to stay up to date with all of our insights and advice, Subscribe to our newsletter at www.alvarezandmarcel.com. I'm Henry Chambers, and until next time, take care. Alvarez and Marcel. Leadership. Action. Results.